to Get Ready with Tony Stewart in partnership with Insurance Nerds. In this episode, we'll be discussing technology in the financial services industry and how it can drive increased financial literacy. Joining me today are two people from um, Cookie Jar, Roshni Chowdhury. Uh, Roshni is the head of customer experience at Cookie Jar. With a bachelor's degree in commerce and business accounting from the University of Mumbai, Roshni has also earned a double MBA in marketing and entrepreneurship from, okay, you'll have to help me with this, uh, Roshni. Sydney Institute of Management. Sydney Institute of Management in Mumbai and from the University of Illinois in Chicago. Roshni is now based out of Dallas, Texas. And also today we have on Zach Blumenfeld, who is the director of sales for Cookie Jar. With a passion for innovation and the startup landscape, Zach actively partners with employers to enhance their benefit packages. He's also the founder of CultureCon, an organization with a mission to inspire positive change around organizational culture. Zach received a degree in sports management from the University of Minnesota Twin Cities prior to pursuing his passions in the sales field. Well, welcome, both of you. Uh, thank you very much for joining me today. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for having us. us. Great, great. We'll be speaking in unison throughout yeah, it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, you know, always the best place to start is, you know, with a little bit about what each of you does. Um, Roshni, do you want to go first? Sure, happy to do so. Um, my name is Roshni Chaudhary. Thanks for the introduction, Tony. Um, I am currently head of customer experience here at SafetyNet uh, and also product manager and product lead for Cookie Jar Savings. Um, besides doing customer experience and product management, I'm heavily involved in the front end innovation for product development, um, customer empathy, and, uh, and research as long as it's connected with, uh, with product development. Okay, fantastic. And Zach, how about yourself? Yeah, as you can tell, we all do a little bit of everything. Uh, my main focus is on sales and growing and scaling um, some of these different products we have here. So Cookie Jar Savings being a B2B product, um, it's reaching out to potential clients who are customers, employers, um, and trying to get the product in front of as many eyes as possible. That's great. Uh, B2B is, uh, for those of our listeners, is business to business. Uh, just in case we have people who aren't familiar with the terminology there. Uh, so, uh, Rashni, you've got a very diverse background. Um, how is it growing up in a completely different environment shape your work uh, in the technology world? Um, very good question. So I was born and raised in Mumbai, but I've spent most of my adult life in the US. Um, yet, I think I'd like to attribute a lot of my skill sets to my upbringing in, uh, in Mumbai. Um, one of the things that I can attribute my success back to is appreciation for diversity. Um, I, you know, even though, um, so growing up in Mumbai, right? Mumbai is extremely cosmopolitan. It is the commercial capital of India and it's truly the melting pot for a lot of cultures. And we now also have a lot of expats coming into India. So growing up, I grew up in a very diverse environment. And so appreciation for differences was inculcated at a very young age. Um, another interesting aspect of growing up in India was jagad. So you've probably heard of the term jagad. And in essence, it's an Indian word for hack. And um, I think that Indians are innately really good at jagad because we grew up hacking a lot of solutions and breaking 
laws and systems and things like that. I went to a convent school. I think I learned how to break rules very early on in life. Um, and uh, and thirdly, um, I think empathy. You know, you grow up in a community of people where wealth dispersion is uh, so prominent. You get to see really rich people and really, really poor people in the same um, spectrum. And uh, just being able to appreciate the differences and, and build empathy for people that don't have enough, I think, were three, was, was also something that, uh, that stuck with me. So I've been able to bring those skill sets into my work uh, here in the U.S. Well, that's great. I, I think those are extremely valuable skill sets that, you know, probably make it so valuable for what you do. I mean, with technology, that is to some degree. I mean, we don't want to break things and move fast like Facebook does. I'm not sure because that may leave a mess. But, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think that diversity and being able to hack it. I think finding alternate solutions, right, and, and being able to find multiple solutions to solve the same problem. Um, is uh, definitely, I think, one of my strongest skill sets. Definitely. And being able to look at things a little bit differently because you bring a different perspective and you've had multiple perspectives. And I, I think that's incredibly valuable for the financial services industry is to, you know, to change and to think outside of our traditional box. Um, and speaking of which, Zach, you come from a sports marketing and somehow you ended up in the startup world. How, how did you make that change? How did that work out? I've always been starting something or trying something out since a very early age. I like to say that I had the most successful lemonade stands on the west side of Madison, <laughs> starting my first business that way. But I really got interested into sports and kind of the business side of things. So I started to pursue that as my major. Um, got to work for a, a couple different sports teams, major league, minor league. And I realized that it was a lot of hours because you're working kind of eight to five normal hours. And then on top of that, you're working, you know, to set up and clean up. And uh, I worked for a baseball team and I remember sleeping in the dugout one night because I was there so long. Um, so I realized that I wanted to get back and kind of take what I learned of the, uh, the business side and apply that to different products and different industries and, start to build, um, you know, some, some ideas I have out. Um, so I kind of jumped back into the startup world. Well, that's great. And I, I think that's also something really valuable as, as Roshni brings is you bring a different perspective because you work outside the financial services industry. And for those of us who've been in the financial services industry for our whole career, I think we can get really, you know, locked in on a certain viewpoint. So, you know, I think that's really exciting with both of you being involved and being able to bring up different things. Um, Roshni, back to you. Um, you've had experience with a lot of different things with innovation and product development. How, how did you get started, especially, you know, coming from an insurance background in an insurance company? Yeah, so I didn't uh, grow up wanting to be in insurance. Um, that's for sure. <laughs> um, I went to school for marketing and entrepreneurship, and I was absolutely passionate about getting into consumer product goods. And uh, my passion to date still uh, lies within that. I think it's the most ta ta tangible and and I think easier sell than than insurance. But um, I actually fell into the role for with with insurance after my grad school out of Chicago. I landed a job with a um, you know, a, a Fortune 500 um, insurance company out in the Midwest, 
And um, my role within the company right out of the bat was uh, being able to um, bring new product development to an organization that had been doing uh, product development in a very siloed approach. Um, you know, they had all these lines of businesses, but it was very fragmented and product development didn't happen in unison. Um, and frankly, the company wanted to improve their customer satisfaction scores, but customer was not at the center of product development. So I was brought into the company and given the charge of actually making that happen. And, uh, you know, brand new out of college, it's kind of difficult to know how to work through the political scenario within, within an organization. But, um, you know, I was fortunate to work with really, really uh, smart leaders in the organization. And uh, we put together a plan and developed an entirely uh, lean uh, approach to come up with product development for this company. And uh, we built in, you know, ideation and uh, fast uh, testing and identified opportunities for the company to succeed. And that's kind of how I started my path into innovation. And almost 13, 14 years later, you know, that I, I recognize that my passion lies in the front end of innovation. Uh, I absolutely enjoy uh, taking a problem and identifying solutions to solve it. Um, it's, uh, it's definitely uh, deep rooted into, you know, the, the things that I care about and, and, and love to work on. Um, so that's kind of how I got started. Uh, it, I actually fell into the role. Yeah, I think if so many of us in the insurance industry have, I knew I came out of college and, you know, insurance wasn't, you know, top of my radar and, uh, you know, but a good opening came up and here I am. I, I don't think any of us grows up going, hey, you know, I'm going to grow up to be in, in insurance and work for a home office. Right. <laughs> so, but but it, I think now with um, the way insurance is evolving um, and with uh, a larger portion of fintech coming into, you know, insurance, uh, insurance is just becoming one leg of the stool that helps solve a larger consumer problem. And, um, you know, it, it has changed so much, even just in the 12, 13 years of my career with, within the insurance industry, uh, people don't look at insurance as a product solution anymore. It's more of a financial product that helps a need. And I think that's what makes it most interesting, uh, interesting space at this point in time. Agreed. I think that's where the real future lays for uh, insurance is that it's just a part of an overall sound financial plan. Uh, it's just another tool in the toolbox rather than a separate end all and be all. Right. Um, that's great. Uh, so Zach, you know, one of the things that I was wondering about is you're doing, I think you're involved with at least three startups currently. Uh, how do you find the balance to do everything? Yeah, that's just kind of the, how my brain works is I like to have a lot going on at once. And that's one thing I love about working here is that there's so many things, so many different projects within what we're doing um, that I touch and that I work on, that we all work on together as a team, um, which just kind of keeps me bouncing around, which keeps me sane. If I'm working on one thing for a while, whether it be just sales or just marketing, I, I start to get bored. So it's nice that I can, um, you know, just in today, I touch sales, I touch marketing, we talk about um, presenting to our board. We talk about um, customer empathy. So it's a lot of different things that we touch on at once. Um, and that's that's just how I work. We're a small team here, so we definitely play multiple hats. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I, I think a couple of themes that I'm already getting here is that uh, you, you're you both customer focused mm 
and you're also focused on learning new things and taking different perspectives. And I think that's so important um, for everybody, whether you're insurance, finance, or outside uh, the financial services industry is to, you know, take a look at things from a different perspective uh, and to, to keep learning and everything. So, you know, speaking of which, you know, cookie jar is a really fascinating concept. Uh, do, you, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit more about cookie jar? You want to take it? Sure. Yeah. So cookie jar is an employer sponsored uh, financial wellness program. And how it works is <clears throat> we basically uh, implement the software at an employer. So they sign on. That's kind of what we talked about the B2B sales earlier. Um, and they offer this uh, savings vehicle to their employees. So how it works is CookieJar, our software links up to their existing credit cards, debit cards, checking account, and we kind of keep track. So every time they make a transaction, it'll round up the nearest dollar and that spare change gets stored in your CookieJar savings account. Kind of like when I was a kid, I had a, not a cookie jar, but a coffee tin and I threw all my spare change in there. Now we use more uh, digital currency than just regular cash. So it's kind of taking that savings vehicle and bringing it um, to the, the 21st century. Um, so it's really focused on solving a challenge that we have in this country around emergency savings. So the spare change gets added up over time and helps build that kind of safety net, the emergency savings bucket. And what's really interesting about Cookie Jar is that the employer, being an employer-sponsored uh, financial wellness plan, can match those savings to really incentivize the employees to save money. Um, so your, your savings um, grow a lot faster with that employer match. Definitely. And, and I think that's, uh, you know, it actually gets to 401ks is if people take advantage of that. So with Cookie Jar, if an employee employer is matching, are they automatically enrolled in Cookie Jar? So an employer can choose to invite as many employees as they want. And we are noticing what we're seeing is employers tend to invite all the employees on their uh, books. And it's an employee's choice to sign up for the program, just like they would choose to continue contribute to 401k. They would choose to participate in cookie jar. Um, and once they do choose, then everything happens automatic behind the scenes. Well, that's great. So, you know, that, that leads me to the next question is, you know, obviously cookie jar would not be uh, available without technology. How, how does technology drive cookie jars functionality? It's seriously the backbone of our platform. Um, we are a digital company. We are, uh, we directly connect with employers. Um, there is no, um, software that the employer has to download or anything. It's a web-based program. Um, you know, we are heavily invested in technology when it comes to security, uh, when it comes to offering connectivity to banks. Um, we use technology to transfer funds. We use technology to communicate with our user base. Um, so absolutely, without technology, this product would not last at all. Um, you know, there is no paper trail needed. Um, it's definitely available if, if, if consumers want it. But um, we try to do everything digitally. Our employers get monthly reports digitally. Our employees and employers can sign into their platforms and see history and uh, transactions and all that information available online. So uh, technology is definitely the be-all and end-all. Definitely. You know, I had a, a question that came up to me as you were answering that is, you know, blockchain was all the rage of the fintech 
uh, discussion a couple years ago. Is your platform something that you could see moving on to something like blockchain? So I don't think I know enough to talk uh, completely intelligently towards how cookie jar can tie into blockchain, but understanding at a very high level, the you know, blockchain is um, a series of pipes that allow transactions to go through from point A to point B, and I can say why not. Um, you know, I think that blockchain makes things efficient. Um, and this is again me talking at the highest level of knowledge that I have of blockchain. Um, why not? Yeah, and you know, my my level of uh, understanding of blockchain is also very high concept, and but it does seem like you know with a series of transactions that are kept in a central ledger that this would be the type of thing that might take advantage of a technology like blockchain. Although, you know, we're not hearing as much about blockchain as we were a year or two ago, which is interesting. Uh, but that's that's how things change so quickly right now. Um, so one of the things I noticed is that Cookie Jar recently received um, a Silver Stevie Award in the 2019 American Business Awards, which is an incredible achievement. Uh, what, what made Cookie Jar stand out uh, to receive this great award? Yeah, I think there, there's a few different things that make it stand out. First, all, there, first off, there's nothing really out there like Cookie Jar. Um, there's other tools and kind of this financial wellness category that's becoming more and more prevalent. Um, the one being uh, an employer benefit offering, um, that's something unique. And then kind of just being a mission-driven organization, I think helps us stand out as well. Um, and then getting back to the software, just the fact that it's an employer match. Um, sometimes we get grouped into a 401k, but being different and trying to solve an, a completely different challenge is saving for now. Um, there's a huge problem in this country about emergency savings. Um, you know, there's stats all over the place. I'm sure we'll share some of those later. Um, but we really struggle as, as Americans to have emergency savings. Something as simple as a tire blowing out or an operation that you have to have and not being able to cover that can just spiral out of control and ruin someone's life or a family's life. And so building a product that's mission-driven to try and solve that and make even a small impact, um, I think really makes this product and our, our team stick out. Definitely. Well, and I think it's a very noble thing to do is, you know, as you mentioned, Americans, uh, the average American can't handle um, a financial emergency. And so having something like this is a, is a great tool, uh, especially if the employers, because people tend to go more to it. Like you said, if it's B2B coming through their employer, granted, not every uh, person works at a company that has an employee benefits program, but a majority of Americans do. So, you know, it's a great way to integrate something that people need in a place where they're likely to actually find it and participate. Right, and if I may add, I think we're impacting both the employer side of the equation and the employee side of the equation. You know, employers see the feel the burn when they lose employees because they are financially stressed or that they leave for a small increase in, in salary or pay. So this helps employers from a retention perspective. And then we're also impacting the employees who are struggling financially and are bringing this financial stress into work every day and uh, giving them an opportunity now to participate in programs that allows them to save. We've heard many times uh, employees 
our consumers telling us that they would like to save, but they cannot shell out three, four or five percent of their salary on, in the beginning of the month to us 401k contributions because they have all these bills that are pending up. So as much as they have the intent to save, they just don't have the ability to. Um, and, and they choose to save at the very end uh, uh, if there's anything left. And usually there isn't. And so uh, I think that cookie jar fits nicely into this equation where it allows for the employer to empower the employees and allows for employees to take advantage of, you know, and also feel good about the fact that their employer is doing something more than just giving them a paycheck. Definitely. Well, and I think there's a good lesson in here for um, the listeners who are employee benefit specialists or who are managing relationships with large companies or even small employers uh, that it's not just the basic insurance lines that we all think of or the 401k that in today's marketplace financial wellness is really what it's all about and looking beyond those core products that we're used to placing uh, for an employer and looking at how we can help the employer provide a holistic financial uh, plan for their employees, which at Roshni, as you rightly point out, helps with employees retention. It helps employees be able to better focus on their work if they're not worried about how am I going to pay for this emergency cost? Yeah, we read a stat recently where an employee on average spends 12 to 20 hours a month worrying about their financial uh, lives and it impacts their productivity. So if, if it's impacting it by, you know, like three days in a month, if they're not going to be efficient at work, I mean, that can impact a lot of productivity for employers um, and, and can cost them some serious money. Plus, uh, you know, hiring and retention costs a lot as well. But if you're able to offset some of these other um, financial worries, uh, then I think you might have a more engaged and loyal employee base. 100%, 100%. Love to get that quote from you later to make sure we get it in the show notes. I think that's a hugely important point about the hours lost because employees are thinking about something else besides, you know, what their job is. And, uh, you know, if you can help get those uh, other thoughts, you know, laid to rest, you know, that, that's great. Um, so how are you finding the reception to cookie jar uh, from employers and employees? Yeah, we've really uh, had adoption from pretty much all over the Midwest and it's expanding uh, even more than that reach. Um, and people are really happy with it. We don't see a lot of people leave cookie jar once they sign up. Um, kind of to some of the answers we we're just talking about, you know, you see increased happiness, productivity, engagement. These are all things that there is an ROI to that. If kind of to Rashi's point earlier, if, someone's losing three days out of the month because they're financially stressed and we can even give say 25% of that back to the employer. That's a, that's a big cost savings for that employer and just ultimately making life better for the, the employees and their team members. Definitely. I, and I think that's important for all of us in business is that it's not always just the price tag of what you're purchasing, that there's a cost that goes beyond that that you have to factor in that the, what you're talking about is it's not just the cost um, of implementing something like cookie jar, but it's the benefits that an employer will receive back greatly outweigh, uh, you know, the implementation and everything else that's involved. 
We're also seeing engagement at the employee front. Um, you know, we have the platform allows for employees to set goals and they can set from one of our uh, predefined goals or they can set up custom goals. But we're seeing a vast majority of our user base setting up these custom goals, which shows increased engagement, right? They're, they're not just picking the default goals that we've set because we just think, oh, I'm saving for a car, or I'm saving for an emergency. They're actually setting up goals that are important to them, that are meaningful to them, and they're assigning their savings and the employer match to those goals. So that definitely shows us, uh, you know, a high level of engaged employees. Similarly, we allow them to save in addition to their roundups. So an employee can choose to move money out of their regular checking accounts to their cookie jar savings account and set up recurring, you know, save, saving events as many as they want. Um, so that they can save more. And we are seeing a lot of uh, uptick in that as well. So um, I think that both from an employer and employee side, we're seeing uh, increased engagement levels. Well, that's great. Uh, you know, I think that leads into the next question too about how Cookie Jar fits into the greater financial literacy conversation about getting people more comfortable with saving for the future. I mean, how do you both see that? I think that financial literacy is step one, um, but that only goes so far. I think there's a lot of people who aren't even aware of the problems that they're facing every day. It's just, you know, they're used to life being that way, not having any money in savings. And um, maybe they think it's going to be tough or impossible to get out of debt or start saving. So I think that uh, financial literacy and education is kind of that first step. But then you need to do something with that, you know, take action and be intentional. Um, so that's really where a cookie jar fits in is it's, it's so easy to use. It's pretty much automatic. Um, so just kind of getting that first step out of the way and be like, OK, I have a problem and I need help with it. Then bring in cookie jar to kind of automate that process. And slowly but surely you kind of build that emergency savings and really kind of help take it to the next level. Definitely. And I, I, I love that point is what you guys are allowing people to do is to get started in bite-sized chunks, which is so much easier than saying, okay, well, you need a six-month emergency reserve account. And most people say, okay, that's great. I completely agree. And don't do anything about it because it's, it seems like it's an impossible to achieve goal. Um, for most people who may not quite be living paycheck to paycheck, but also don't have a ton of wiggle room is that you're providing a new path in a way that they can take a bite-sized chunk. You know, maybe they're not doing their three months right away or make, take them two years before they get a three month uh, emergency fund. But it, it, I, I think that's exactly where financial literacy needs to go is that we need to be able to help people take, very small concrete steps where they can actually do something. Um, and you know, you also, you probably are also a preview to research that's showing people's patterns and usage towards 401k. So while we might have people enrolling towards 401k, there's a big surge of people that are using 401k like emergency funds. And so they're tapping into the funds prematurely, which is costing a lot more than what it's worth. Right. I mean, they're now incurring fees and penalties and really don't have anything when it comes to retirement. And so, you know, often people will talk about 401k when we talk about cookie job, but we really like to point the distinction that there are two different products serving two different utilities. 401k it has a purpose and absolutely should be in place for a long term retirement. 
um, uh, from that perspective, whereas cookie jars for the now, right? I mean, we are seeing people withdraw small sums of money from their cookie jar account uh, occasionally, but it is perhaps to solve that small emergency uh, need, right? And not having to go and tap into this big savings that's set aside for a different need. So I think that it's really important to draw the distinction between these two programs. It's not which one is better. They both are important. They both serve a different utility. Well, that's great. Well, you know, I, I have a question for you, Roshni, just while we're talking about this. And, you know, because you did grow up in a different country, is are people's relationships with money different in India, did you find? Is it very different sort of growing up? It was very different than what it is today. Um, we, my parents never had credit cards and we bought everything for cash which meant if you didn't have cash, you didn't buy the thing, right? So I think growing up, I did not know what what and how a credit card was used. I know my dad owned one from his company that he worked at, but it wasn't something that we used for transactions. And I saw that across the grand landscape of people in India. People work for cash, right? And, and, uh, and that's how they transact. Savings is also a very, very important part of the value system in India. Um, you know, there's traders and, and businessmen, uh, primarily in India, and so they also, that philosophy is deep-rooted into the culture. Um, you know, my mom was just a teacher, um, but yet I think when she retired, she was able to save up uh, more than some of the other people in my family who had much larger paying jobs because she invested in like government-sponsored postal services, which doubled your funds every five years, you know? And for her, that's all she thought about, double, double, double. And so she would just put her funds in there. And that was the discipline I grew up, you know, knowing that putting money aside really pays off in the long term. And, um, you know, and you rewarded yourselves. They rewarded themselves. Anytime I remember if my parents wanted to buy a new refrigerator or a washing machine, it was a, there was a timeline and a goal set, you know, we're going to buy it at this point in time and they would save up and take cash and go buy it. But that, that concept is so foreign in the United States, you know, everything is cash to ching. I'm sorry, credit card that you don't feel the burn at all. It's so easy to, um, you know, just pull out the card and, and it adds up so quickly. Uh, so that stark difference definitely uh, is something that I always notice. Definitely. And I think that's the best rule that, uh, you know, financial rule that people could switch to is instead of putting something on credit, if you can't pay off your credit card at the end of the month, really shouldn't be buying something. But in India now, I have to, I have to say, I mean, especially, you know, Mumbai has changed so much from what it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Um, and, you know, I think Bollywood <laughs> people's uh, spending patterns there and uh, there's a lot of social pressure to kind of fit in. So, uh, unfortunately, I can't say that the value system I grew up is still the value system that I see when I go back now. Like when I go back now, I am always converting back into dollars and saying it's not worth that much money. But, uh, you know, and my friends in India have no problem spending, you know, $100 on, on a bottle of wine when I'll be like, hold off, we can't do that. So I think there's, uh, it, it's flipping on me. But, uh, but growing up, it was very different. Well, that's great. But I, I think that probably translates into why you work for a company uh, like Cookie Jar and a, able to bring that kind of uh, ideas to a concept like Cookie Jar, because I think Cookie Jar does get back to that type of value system, of putting yeah. a little something aside that something is better than nothing. Yes. Uh, so that's great. Um, so what's in the future for Cookie Jar? Where, where do you guys see Cookie Jar going? 
you know, we're going to continue to help our, uh, our employers that we're working with and help their employees. And like we kind of talked about earlier, it's, it's always trying to figure out what other challenges can we solve? We have this awesome technology built out. Uh, so it's always talking with the employers we're working with, their employees, and trying to figure out, you know, how we can continue to innovate and enhance Cookie Jar to reach more people and solve even more challenges than we are today. Is there a thought of taking Cookie Jar B2C uh, directly to consumers at some point? Um, nothing's off the table for, for Cookie Jar. <laughs> it makes me want to think of Cookie Monster. I'm probably going to have some cookies after we get off the phone. Right here. <laughs> That's my nickname at the office. <laughs> cookie yeah. Monster. I love it. Uh, so where do you both see uh, the financial services industry going with this type of technology and different viewpoints? You know, I think in our industry, uh, innovation is so important and, you know, the same laws and regulations that may have once protected an old school insurance uh, company from change are not as prevalent these days. And you see new innovative solutions and fintech companies almost pop up overnight and completely, you know, wipe others off, off the planet. So I think, um, you know, we hear the saying innovator die, and that's very true that if companies aren't innovating today, um, not only in our industry, but, you know, across the board that, they probably won't be around, you know, 10 years from now. And so having an innovative company uh, like Cookie Jar that's very close and staying close to our mission, um, I think there's a huge potential for us. We've seen early success and that'll just continue to grow down the road. Fantastic. Roshni, where do you see things going? You know, I think that um, if a company is mission driven and is listening to their consumers, it will help solve the problem. Um, I think these are two critical components needed um, for any fintech company to make an impact. Um, if you're only out there for profitability, you're not going to really last very long because you can't connect with the consumers. We are deeply rooted with customer conversations. We conduct a lot of deep empathy um, sessions with consumers. Um, and everything that we do here is uh, centered around um, design thinking with the consumer in mind. And so um, with our mission, uh, laser focus mission and our um, true belief in understanding customers and bringing products that matter to them. Um, we, we kind of attribute our success to that. So um, in order for companies to succeed in the long run, I think these two things are critically important. Definitely. Well, and I'd like to focus just on your message of customer centric. And I know that's been, uh, you know, a theme of this episode is for those who are, strictly in the insurance business, whether they're home office or wholesalers or agents, is that it's so important to remember that the focus really is about the customer and not themselves. And that's, I think, what's bringing the success to Cookie Jar is that you guys have that focus, that it's about how can you benefit the consumer rather than selling a concept. Uh, I mean, of course, you are selling a concept, but it's the concept is about how to solve an issue. And Zach, I, I get that theme from you as well about the different uh, ventures that you have going on, that that's an underlying rule for you as well. Um, you know, so speaking of that, can each of you share a number one tip or rule for success? So I think I can say that uh, the tip... Uh, for success, again, from an employer's perspective, is to listen to your um, 
customer, right? So whether you are an insurance company or you're an employer of listening, wanting to offer cookie jar to your employees, listen to your, uh, your user base, right? If it's your employees or your customers, listen to them. I think that the more um, you have deep, uh, deep listening sessions and, and understanding the need, the better you'd be able to serve um, and the one tip that we say for um, users in general or people in general is save, right? As much and as often, uh, as little as you can, um, put money aside. It adds up. Small dollar savings matter. Definitely. Uh, gets back to Ben Franklin. Penny saved is a penny earned, right? Yeah. <laughs> Zach, would you, uh, what would you, uh, do you have anything to share? Yeah, and I'll, I'll add on that. Personally, I love kind of uh, what I love about Cookie Jar is that it's so automatic. Um, and not only I use more than Cookie Jar, I have other reoccurring saving techniques, um, but just that like set it and forget it mentality. Um, you know, it, it's a way to kind of automate the process. So it's low stress, low effort, and you're slowly building up savings. Um, and what I tell people is like that people have car loans and mortgage payments. Eventually you pay off your car. But if you like have $300 coming out of your, your uh, account every month to pay off that car and it goes away, take that $300 and allocate it to savings because you, you won't miss it that way. And sometimes it's you know kind of like I look at my sink and I have a big pile of dirty dishes and it's really hard for me to start on that because I'm like, oh, this is going to take forever. But you start small. So you take a few dishes and kind of you know start cleaning that and it starts to clear up. Same things with, with savings is you don't have to start huge and build up a six month runway overnight. You can start with some kind of spare change and maybe it's 10 bucks coming out of your paycheck. Um, but that builds up very quickly and it gets you in the habit of savings to ultimately set you up for success down the road. Definitely. Why I love that. And I, I think that's got an important point too, is that, you know, what's the saying? Every trip starts with one step is that, you know, for new people, in the insurance business per se is, you know, you, you start off with one client and you go from there, uh, you know, or a business that you go one sale to the next, um, you know, or as a consumer, you do one thing at a time is that it's always about breaking things down and moving forward. Um, For us, it's every, every interaction is a learning opportunity. Every, yeah. Closed sale or an open sale or a non-sale is a learning opportunity. We learn uh, what's important to the customer. We learn what's important to the employees and the employers, and we we make changes to the platform accordingly. We've made several enhancements purely based on these learnings. You know, we are still a startup. We're still in startup mode, and uh, we're not, you know, the most sophisticated technology that's out there, but uh, one step at a time, we will we'll, we'll get there. Well, it's been so exciting having you on today uh, and, and being able to learn about Cookie Jar and this technology. Um, can you tell us a little bit more uh, about where people can learn more about Cookie Jar? Yeah, you can visit our website, cookiejarsavings.com, for more information. Definitely. So that will be in the show notes as well. Um, thank you, Zach and Roshni, for coming on today. Um, Thanks. Sure. And uh, thank you for everyone for listening to the Get Ready with Tony Stewart podcast. Please be sure to subscribe. Thank you. Great. Thank you.